Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hi, everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Greener Side podcast, your guide to all things immigration. And today, we go back to the land down under, Australia. We have already discussed Australia before, but we are going to expand today on its work visas and other things. Ang interviewee ko ay si Chris Rodriguez, living in Perth, Australia. She moved there in 2015 on a subsequent entrance visa, and now she is on a permanent residence visa. So she will talk to us a bit about this subsequent entrance visa and also the work visas, or the 482s of Australia. Thank you so much, Chris, and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much, and thank you for having me here. And thank you so much for being here. Oh, by the way, Chris is the podcast host of Chrisopedia. So I will put that link in the show notes for anybody who wants to follow her. So Chris, before I start, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Chris. I'm, I'm a single mom of the two beautiful boys. I'm from Pampanga in the Philippines. I've been here in Australia for almost seven years now because I arrived in 2015. I work in the financial services sector here in Perth and I work for one of the four big banks here. I'm also an aspiring podcaster. Just like you, and um, I recently started hosting events here in Australia as well for Filipino events. Um, I love music, books, and binge watching. <laughs> wow! So, uh, full-time career woman and podcast host, and also an MC. <laughs> nice. So, Chris, could you tell us the story of how you moved there to Australia in the first place? Why Australia? To be honest, Kring, I never really imagined myself. You know, ending up here in Australia. When I was younger, in my generation, I think a lot of people wanted to really achieve the goal of living the American dream. So yun yung yun yung ultimate dream ko when I was younger. But you know, I I got pregnant and then eventually I got married. My former partner has been offered a job here in Australia. So regional Australia pa nun. Parang countryside siya. What he did is he applied to an agency in Paranaque. So an agency in Paranaque posted the job and um, he got the qualifications. He passed her. He passed the interview, the assessments, um, and the vet assess as well. And he was offered the job. So the visa that he was offered, it's up to a maximum of four years and pwede, pwede na siyang magsama ng family member through a subsequent entrant visa. So that's how I, I got here. So you got there through your ex-husband, through a subsequent entrance visa. And itong subsequent entrance visa na ito is for dependents only. Ano? Tama ba? Yes. Yes. Mm-mm. So um, for this visa, let's just talk about this very briefly. Ha? Ano, may mga kinailangan ka ba to be able to help with the application for this? 
For the subsequent entrant visa, to be honest, very breezy lang nung process. I only went through medical examination. I didn't need to have an IELTS. Hindi siya ganun ka-strict when it comes to subsequent entrant. I guess it's probably because the primary holder of the visa, sa kanila na hinahanap yung qualifications eh. Mm-hmm. So, dun sa subsequent entrant, it's mostly you need to be an immediate family. It was quite breezy. I only needed to have a medical examination. And that's pretty much it, to be honest. Mm, okay. All right. So it's pretty easy if you're mm-hmm. just a dependent on that. But of course, not all of our listeners in the podcast have a partner who's moving to Australia. And so we want to talk more about the work visa, which is the 482 visa, I believe. Is that right, Chris? Yes, that's correct. Um, It's called Temporary Skill Shortage Visa, subclass 482. Um, before it used to be known as 457, but that's been abolished um, in 2017 and has been replaced by the subclass 482. This visa, it has three types, excluding the subsequent entrant. One is short-term stream. For this one, you can stay for up to two years or up to four years if an international trade obligation applies. So parang may special arrangement siya if you want to extend that or to maximize that up to four years. Then the medium-term stream, this is a similar visa that my ex-husband had. You can stay up to four years. And if you have stayed in your employer or in your company who sponsored your visa for like during that time, it was just two years. Eh? And then we have already asked the, the the employer to sponsor us for a permanent residence. Mm, okay. So three types, short term, medium term and permanent residence? Uh, no. The last one is the labor agreement stream. So yung labor agreement stream, it's it's a bit similar, although it also depends on the terms in the labor agreement that you have. So all of these streams is dependent on who your employer is going to be. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Medium term stream and short term stream, ito talaga mga sponsored ng employers. So you cannot really apply for this without a sponsorship from your employer. Mm. But the labor agreement stream though, this is something that you can express your interest to. Kasi ito, it is an agreement between the Australian government and the employers. Merong website si Australian Immigration, yun yung imi.homeaffairs.gov.au. They can actually send their expression of interest there. If they have like some kind of qualification that they can find on the list of the occupation list on the website, they would be able to send an expression of interest and then they can get invited. Okay. So the labor agreement stream is talagang mas open siya. You don't have to have an employer to be able to apply for this for as long as you have the skills that are needed. Yeah, correct. More on skills based siya talaga. I'm not really very well informed when it comes to labor agreement stream, but they can verify all those information. Or if they want to, to get more information about that, they can just visit imi.homeaffairs.gov.au. Okay. So, sabihin natin, Chris, na ako, I wanna apply for this 482 visa, no? Hindi ko alam kung anong stream. Basta lang, gusto ko lang magtrabaho sa Australia. Can you guide me through the 
process? What process and documents would one need to apply for this visa? The stream where you will be put on will not be determined by you. It will be determined by the employer. So kung anong i-offer ni employer. What happened to my um, ex-husband was he applied through an agency. So they were looking for a machinist that time. And fortunately, he was actually skilled with that qualification. And he also possessed the minimum required experience. So he submitted the resume, an application, went for the interview. After that, the vet assess or the skills assessment have been scheduled with the employer's interview as well. And after that, three to four months, naayos na yung mga papers and visa. He didn't need to have an IELTS exam, but for some, they will need that because ang conditions when it comes to the English proficiency test na gusto nila dito, you need to at least spend five continuous years on secondary level. So if there would be a gap between those years, that's the time that they will require an IELTS with an overall score band of 5.0 depending on the skills that you are going to work for. Mm, okay. Secondary level sa school, meaning high school? So from, kasi diba dito eh, ano sila, so yung 12 years, primary and secondary. So I think nagka-counts, nag-i-start silang mag-count from, I think it starts with the first year high school. Mm-hmm. Kasi you have to complete the primary first. Sa atin, ang considered na secondary level is the first year high school, correct? Okay. And that's pretty much it. So if magkaroon ka ng gap, in between those years, you will need to pass an IELTS. For skilled workers such as painters, machinists, welders, fabricators, mechanics, the overall band score that they need is only 5.0, but it actually increases depending on the occupation that they will be listed for. Ah, okay. So for everyone's reference sa IELTS, yung 9 yung pinakamataas na score, tapos the IELTS exam covers... Reading, writing, listening, and speaking. Yes, correct. So if you only need a band, an overall band of five, ibig sabihin yung average nitong mga score na ito, nitong apat na to is five lang. Hindi necessarily na yeah. dapat. For skilled workers. Oo. Yeah, para sa mga tradesmen, ganon. So how about like for, paano ba yung opposite ng <laughs> skilled worker, yung mga white-collar workers? Oh, sa mga professionals talaga, they will need an overall score band of probably minimum of 7. Wow, that's pretty high. Yes, it is. Naalala ko yung IELTS ko parang yung writing ko 6 lang yata. And I consider myself a good writer na ha. So parang sabi ko, <laughs> 6 lang ako. Okay, so so I will need the employer, obviously, to apply for this. Yes. I will have to look for an employer. Correct. I want to emphasize on this, Kring, no? You know how Filipinos, they always have this mindset that they can go on a tourist visa and then just apply. For some countries, yes, that's applicable. Yes. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that as long as the laws in that country permits that, deba. Yeah. However, here in Australia, this is something that you can't really do. When you go here on a tourist visa, you are restricted from working. No employer is going to hire you unless you have the relevant rights to work here in Australia. And if you are on a tourist visa, then you can't do that. If we are given the opportunity, let's just do the right thing. That's a very good point, Chris. Because in some countries, nga, 
eh, they welcome applying with a tourist visa with open arms such as Dubai. Correct. But for Australia and New Zealand as well, where I live, hindi siya encouraged True. actually. Walang, very strict sila pagdating sa ganyan. Oo, oh, oh, very strict sila. Kung tourist ka, you only do tourist, tourist things. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good point. Thanks for pointing that out. So, sinabi mo nga, Chris, sorry, babalik ako sa IELTS na kailangan mo ng five years of secondary school uh, and you can like forgo that test. Does that still hold today? Or, yes. Okay. So, basta nakakompleto mm-hmm. ka ng high school in an institution siguro that and then, uh, uh, probably a year in college because mm-hmm. five years although I, I think iba na yung classification ng school sa atin sa Philippines no because of K to 12 okay okay so um i'm i'm only referencing though for this for this type of visa for the skilled working visa yeah okay all right so we can just find out more about that the IELTS thing sa kanilang website, which is also in the show notes. So, Chris, apart from the IELTS and the job, the actual, like, contract, what else would you need to be able to apply for this visa? What documents do I need to prepare? So, siguro yung mga basic documents lang, like birth certificate, of course, passport, given na yan, you have to go through medical examination, and then you just wait for your visa. Very, very breezy ang process ng application ng visa dito sa Australia because everything you can you can do it online. Lahat talaga is through online. You don't you don't even need to go to an office or something. Even if you're in the Philippines, you can lodge it. However, with this type of visa, because it's employer sponsored. They are the one who's doing the, the hard work. So you're just going to be providing the requirements that they'll be asking. But during that time, it's just the basic documents like birth certificate, passport, identification, and all that. And then just pass the medical examination and that's it. They have what we call vet assess here. Mm-hmm. It is some kind of a skills qualification assessment. So yun yung nagme-measure ng competency nila sa occupation na, na ina-applyan nila. So they have to pass that as well. Ayun yung pinaka-importante, yung mga core requirements that they have to meet. Okay, and I suppose that your employer will be the one to do the skills assessment for you? Yes. Okay, yes. All right. So I think there there is a third-party contracting agency that does that in the Philippines. So that's done through them na accredited from here. Okay. Babalikan lang ko lang yung ano ha, yung labor agreement stream. So I am assuming na itong stream na ito ay para sa mga industries na sobrang kulang sa workers. Tama ba ako? Correct. Actually pati naman yung ano eh, 482. So from the from the name itself, temporary skill shortage visa. If you're going to think about it from the name itself, Parang ito yung shortage ng manpower na kinakailangan nila, right? But to be honest, it's not that they lack those skills here. Hindi lang talaga enough yung mga willing na mag-work on those fields. Mm, okay, I see. And there are a lot of professional jobs dito sa visa na to. Hindi necessarily yung mga manual labor lang. Maraming professional like white collar. Correct. I don't know much about this, but there is some kind of a visa here. Katulad ng sinabi ko kanina, it's very similar na you will just have to send an expression of interest online. Of course, you have to be a professional or you have to hold an occupation na 
na included dun sa occupation list nila for you to be qualified. And then they will review that. Pero it really takes time. Mm-mm. Some of the Filipinos who use that pathway, they waited for a year or a year and a half for that. It's worth the wait, yes. But if you can actually make it quicker, you know, go to a different pathway na mas mabilis, I think the 4A2 is the fastest or the quickest pathway to be here. And especially sa mga skilled workers natin, you know how in the Philippines, kung gaano kaliit yung sahod ng mga welders, ng mga machinist, ng mga mechanic, dito yun ang in-demand. Dito you'll get paid plenty for doing those kind of jobs. Yeah, even more than mm-hmm. actual yeah. people who work in an office. True. Kaya correct ko lang yung sarili ko. Dun sa labor agreement stream, um, you cannot actually send an expression of interest for this. Um, you still need to be nominated to work in a specified occupation. Okay, you have to be nominated to mm-hmm. work. So parang i-explain ba nun? Dapat may employer ka? or At this time, dito sa pathway na to, yung employer mo needs to be somehow connected sa department, sa isang government body. Ah. Na nangangailangan sila ng ganong worker, ng ganong occupation to fill the position. Ah, okay. So more ano siya, government-like connected, mm. government-centric work. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, gets. All right. So, ayan, sige. Uh, sabihin natin, gusto ko nga mag-apply. Ano ba yung mga in-demand na jobs dyan? What would give me a better chance to move there? Dun sa agency that I mentioned earlier, more on skilled workers talaga sila. Painters, welders, machinists, technician, mechanics, even agriculture. Thing. Huh? Meron mga Filipinos dito who have been sponsored and who got 4A2 visa for doing agricultural stuff. Like piggeries, a farm. Kasi meron ding tinatawag na regional visa dito eh. But yung regional visa, medyo limited siya. Kasi you can only work dun sa region na yon. Okay, okay. Hindi ka pwedeng, hindi ka pwedeng umalis. Lumabas. Oo, dun ka lang pwedeng mag-work sa regional area na yon. Pero mo, mo, more on agricultural jobs yon. So sa farm, sa mga piggery, ganyan. Okay. So, maraming uh, talagang skilled workers na kailangan dyan. But I suppose that if I, who work as a marketing person by day, I think I can also find jobs there. Yes, definitely. This one lang is if if you're in the Philippines and you're looking for like a quick pathway, if you've got the skills or the qualification para dun sa mga skilled workers na they're looking for, that's the quickest way. But if you are more on the white-collar jobs, more professional jobs, there are still it's still going to be the same pathway you can you can still use the 4A2 visa because that's the temporary work visa that that they always give when it comes to temporary workers but i think the application will just be different all right wow so it's time to uh, go to tesda yeah. and to apply for <laughs> courses in tesda you know what thing i'm actually encouraging so facebook i always share the post from from that agency whenever they're looking for for workers because for me, a lot of people don't know that if they have that job, they can actually reach more. Yeah. They can they can do more. They don't have the information probably because they don't have access to. But if they will just you know look into it, it's going to be a really bright future ahead of them. Yeah. Oh. 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 Definitely. Like I. I think my news nga dito that made rounds because parang there was this uh, road worker. 
who shared her lavish lifestyle on TikTok mm-hmm. kasi she was earning like 120,000 New Zealand dollars and it's way 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 more than what I earn as a professional. So talagang oo, these jobs talaga skilled workers kinakailangan at mas mataas ang sweldo. True and I don't know if if it's the same there in New Zealand as well, no. Here in Australia, you don't even need a degree. If you have the experience and if you've got the skills, you can actually land the job whatever profession it is that you want to. Of course, meron talaga yung mga professional, you will need a degree, but let's say for example me i'm not i'm not a college graduate i'm i'm an undergraduate but i still managed to land a really good position or a really good role in the financial services sector here that's because they don't look at the the papers they don't look at your diploma or something they look at your competencies and they look they look at your skills if you are fit or tailored fit for the job then the job is yours wow okay very encouraging and Grabe, I think that gives a lot of hope for our kababayans. So you don't need to have a university degree, a college degree to get a job elsewhere in a different part of the world. You can actually thrive even if you don't finish your education. Nice. Yeah. And true. ano advice mo naman, Chris, for those who want to work in Australia? I think my advice is to entertain the idea. Mm. If you entertain the idea, you will have some kind of a, you will give some kind of a push to yourself. Eh? You will have the motivation to explore the opportunity and go for it. It's worth the time. It's worth the effort. And kung kailangan mong gumastos, by all means, it is worth the investment. Because maybe you will have to spend some money. When my former partner um, arrived here. Through the agency, he had to pay a significant amount of money then eh, to the agency. Mm-hmm. But it was okay because in six months' time, even in three months' time, you'll recover your, your cost. You, you'll, you'll get your return of investment agad-agad. Yes, very good. Oh, if you are wishing to go somewhere, move somewhere else in a different part of the world, just do your research and really... Just keep being inspired and to do it. Don't discourage yourself. Wag mo sabihin na, ay gusto ko pero hindi ko kaya. Never do that. Just keep researching and it'll yeah. happen if you really want it. True. Um, kasi if, if you come to think of it, if you research or if you really find the time to look for the answers that you have in order for you to, to reach a place or to get somewhere, It isn't really that hard. Kailangan mo lang ng enough will to to find the answers, look for the answers. And kapag ka nakita mo na yung answers, you know where to go to. Like, for example, the website that you need to go to for references um, and for requirements and for some other details. That's a start already. So, yeah. But hindi mo pa ituloy, di ba? Mm-mm. And the information you're giving us is a start for a lot of people. So I think you will be able to help quite a few people move to Australia, Chris. Correct. Ayun yun lagi kong sinasabi. Kasi you know how other friends will actually reach out to you on Facebook because they know that you're overseas. You kn- They know that you're in a good country. Yeah. So they will ask you, Baka naman meron kang alam na work dyan na pwede akong mag-apply. It's a common question eh. I, I don't think it's just for me. For you as well, siguro, na-encounter mo na rin yan and to all other Filipinos who are based overseas. 
hindi nila alam is it's not as easy as that. Kasi kung as easy as that lang, nako, ang dami ko na sigurong dinala dito. <laughs> Pero what I did is I give out a lot of information as much as possible. Yun nga, I share job posting from those two legit and trusted agencies whenever I come across one. And if they have questions, they're more than welcome to send me a message. And if I know the answer, by all means, I'm going to answer them. Yes. So people... If you want to flick Chris a message, just do so. Her contact details are in the show notes. Pero Chris, you live in Perth, which I mm-hmm. heard is the most isolated city in the whole world. Tama ba? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, medyo na-discriminate kami ngayon because um, our premiere is being strict when it comes to letting people in and out. Although, I feel, in my opinion, it's eventually we will have to open our borders because we can't stay stuck forever, diba? But I think it's more on our premier is planning so that we can transition smoothly in opening the borders again. So when it's time for us to let people come in and go out of the country, we will be equipped with the planning and resources that we need just in case, you know, a surge of COVID cases will will happen. I think that's that's what they're planning from the start. Ayaw lang nila na mag-open ng hindi sila ready. Okay, so kahit sa mga taga like Sydney, Melbourne, hindi sila pwede pumasok dyan? Not necessarily. Meron pa rin namang mga exemptions. I think ngayon is mas ano na, mas maluwag na. Pwede na yung mga galing sa interstate travels, although meron pa rin mga mandatory quarantines, ganon. Pero hindi na katulad na dati. Ang mahigpit na lang talaga ngayon dito sa Western Australia is yung international travel. Mm, okay, international travel. Well, yeah, and for anywhere in the world, I guess, or for some parts of the world tulad dito. Can't leave. Oh, yeah, sa New Zealand. Uh-huh. But you have like the least number of cases, right? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's always... Although here in, mm. here in Western Australia, kahit sarado yung border, if, you, if you're a worker that is badly needed and badly sought after dito sa Western Australia or dito sa Perth, you'll still be able to go because I've seen a lot of Filipinos who have recently arrived here in, in Perth na recently lang. So they're hired from those two agencies as well. Mm, okay. Bakit ano ba yung mga kailangan nyo talaga dyan sa Perth? Ayun, more on skilled workers talaga. Skilled talaga. <laughs> Oo. Ayun ang ano, yun ang talagang hinahanap ni Perth, ni Western Australia. I think, ano eh, factor din nun is parang nag-root siya from the fact na when Western Australia implemented very strict requirements when it comes to ins and out of the state. May mga mining companies kasi dito sa Western Australia. So, merong mga workers who live interstate na kakailanganin pa nilang mag-travel interstate talaga in order for for them to reach from and to the workplace, the mine site. So, when COVID happened, yung mga workers from other states, hindi na sila allowed pumasok ng WA. So, hence gusto nilang kuhanin ng mga employees or mga workers is locally na lang within the state itself. Mm, okay. Yeah, makes sense. So, when you moved there, Chris, in 2015, what were the biggest culture shocks? Maybe even sho- culture shocks that you still experience today? First of all, yung accent. I, I'm not a bad speaker in English because I used to work in a contact center, but it's just really different. <laughs> mm. Sobrang hirap. Um, I had to adjust 
during that time. And most especially kasi we live in a countryside back then. So, mas talagang slang yung mga, yung mga residents doon, yung mga local residents. The malls or the stores are closed at 5 p.m. Oh. Yes. At, on Sunday, <laughs> they close at 12 noon, especially yung mga grocery shops um, or earlier. You know, living in the Philippines where everything is just, you know, abot kamay mo lang, like mag-order ka through a phone, magpa-deliver ka. There's a lot of choices, but not here. Mm. So, living in a countryside back then, para talaga kaming namuhay sa as in yung typical na probinsya. I guess yun lang yung sa akin, parang yung more on accessibility sa mga, sa mga things. Kasi nga, yung mga stores dito, they close early. Kapag holidays, hindi sila nagbubukas talaga. Hindi katulad dyan sa atin na kapag holidays, bukas ang lahat kasi parang yun yung time na maglibang or magbond yung Uh-oh. mga tao. Dito, ang bonding nila, it's not with the malls or or sa mga stores it's more on outdoor camping in the beach ganun mga outdoor type of of people halos yung mga nakatira dito Mm-mm. yeah um i see a lot of similarities between new zealand and australia because it's exactly the same situation here and i think that's a great thing it's a great thing because the fact that stores close at 5 p.m., it just shows work-life balance, no? Oh, Para very sa important sa kanila yan, yung work-life balance talaga. Mm-mm. Tsaka parang, uh, syempre, kapag nagsasara yung sabihin natin yung barbershop ng 5 p.m., dapat magpunta ka sometime kapag habang work, work time, like lunchtime mo, punta ka And have you taken up like a love for the outdoors ever since you've moved there? I love the beach or long drive from time to time, but I was never really a fan of camping. And that's a huge thing with Australians. <laughs> Pero I, I don't know. It's just when, because I think because I have two kids and I always prefer the convenience for them and also for me na rin. So yun, sabi nila exciting daw, but I, I guess it's not just for us. <laughs> yes, you have two kids, two boys? Yes. Two boys, yes. So, how has it been being a single mother with two boys? How much support, or how like how how is your standard of living in there? Definitely much comfortable, Green. If you're a hardworking person, kapag meron kang disiplina, and if you're a hardworking person, sobrang mas komportable dito, especially sa mga bata para sa mga bata, because the kids. On their primary years and on their secondary years, they go to school without paying for the tuition. So free, free education. And then yung health services, free rin. In the Philippines, if you need to go to a doctor, you, you might need to pay for an appointment for a doctor. But here, if you go to a doctor, you've got Medicare. If you're a permanent resident, then you don't pay anything, even your laboratories. Of course, there mm-hmm. will be some selected medical services that you have to pay for. But in general, yung mga... Yung mga common medical services, very accessible dito without even paying for them. Mm, okay. All right. So, you are very much supported by the state. Yes, that's true. And they have, um, if you're a permanent resident here, because ultimately, when you are on a temporary working visa ring, after two years, if your employer will nominate will nominate or you will give you sponsorship for a permanent residence, pwede ka na mag-apply. Mm, wow. So, yun yung nangyari sa amin. 
what happened was after two years of staying in that company, yung former partner ko asked his employer to sponsor us for for that permanent residency. And then they agreed. The condition, yung only condition is you have to at least stay with them for two years. Mm-hmm. So after mm-hmm. that, you're free to go. If you want to explore um, a better career opportunity, then by all means, go. And when you turn permanent resident, yung benefits unlimited talaga, I can say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So being a permanent resident is pretty much like, almost like being a citizen, isn't yes, it? Yes, correct. Uh, do you know what the difference is? To be honest, I don't really have an idea because pretty much parehas lang sila. I guess the only thing is kapag permanent resident ka and you have like a child who goes to school and who will go to uni, if they're going to a university and you're just a permanent resident, you will have to pay for the fees. Not unlike if you're a citizen, you can actually like do a loan. You don't pay for the for the school fees. You can pay for them later. Right. Yes. Okay. Yun lang yung difference na alam ko ha. Pero in between citizen and permanent resident, yung benefits is almost the same. Ako, because I'm a single parent, I'm a single income earner, I receive financial subsidy from the government. It's called family tax benefit. So kahit na malaki yung tax ko, it's fine because I know kung, I know kung saan napupunta yung tax ko. And eventually, it comes back to me because I'm being provided with assistance by the government for my two kids. Mm, wow. So is it right that the more kids you have, the more incentive you get? Yes. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So marami ang perks ng dalawang bata. <laughs> so Chris, I suppose that ang impression ko kasi ng Australia, apart from the surfers, and apart from it being a huge continent, is that it is uh, the devil's zoo? Kasi yeah. lahat ng gustong pumatay sa'yo na hayop na andyan. Nandito. <laughs> Oo. So, pero safe ba siya for families? Yes, definitely. Pagdating sa family, y- y- eto talaga, I think, is 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 a perfect place. Dati, di ba, katulad ng sinabi ko kanina, I always dream of landing a job in US, pero ngayon hindi ko ipagpapalit ang Australia, especially with the COVID situation. Yeah, and I think in the US, a maternity leave is not even in the books. It really depends from company to company if they will give you a maternity leave, but it's not mandatory. Yeah, so definitely Australia is much better in that regard. And how many how many months yung maternity leave jan? Dito it can be twelve up to twelve months. Eh. I think yung paid is the first. Um, six months, pero you're still entitled sa superannuation mm. kahit na kahit na yung leave mo is extended up to one year. So they will still pay you the superannuation. And what is, is really a superannuation? Good. Oh, I, I think you also have that there, Kiwi Saver. Uh, oh, so it's similar yeah. to that. So parang yung parang uh, ano ba natin siya? SSS or yeah. pag-ibig? But the thing is, sa atin kasi sa Pilipinas, yung SSS pag- at pag-ibig kinakalta sa sahod natin, di ba? Here, Uh-oh. hindi kinakalta sa sahod yun. Si employer mismo ang nagbabayad para dun. Oh, okay. I see. So that's yeah. a mandatory legislation here in Australia. So para kang merong forced savings. It's not even coming from your pocket. It's coming from your employer. Wow. Oo, meron din yan dito na parang um, your employer is required to give at least 3% of your earnings. 3%, or 3% total of your oh. earnings. But it's not coming out of your salary. It's theirs. Dito, it, it presently 10%. 10%? Oh yes. my gosh. 
and it's going to increase um in a couple of years from now as well. Eh, I, I know these things because I used to work. I'm I'm still working in the super innovation industry. Mm. So uh, if you retire, you will retire comfortably. That's pretty much the goal of the government, Tito. So they don't want you to actually depend on the government to give you pension when you're retired. They want you to get ready for retirement by supplementing your retirement um, income, your retirement funds, and your money is being invested. Show me the money! Filipina Diana Menezes. And I'm Vince Galongo from WhenInManila.com. And this is The, the Young, Young Money, money Podcast. Podcast. There's so many crazy new ways to earn money and be an entrepreneur. Gaming, streaming, crypto, NFTs, online selling, blogging, vlogging, influencer marketing, TikTok, Kumu, Bigo, all these other apps. Um, only fans and so much more. On our show, we will meet different amazing guests every week. We'll grind our guests about their journey towards financial freedom and also personal success. We're going to get a step-by-step guide on how those entrepreneurs started out and how they got into the top. Success and happiness can be defined in many different ways. But on our show, we want to talk to people who figured out at least the financial part of this thing called life. And maybe it'll even help us find ways to be happy and successful in our own lives. True. Also, we realize that people don't really like talking about money and also finances. So we are here to do that for you. We'll get the figures on how much our guests are making and what you can do to start your path onto earning just as much. So tune in every week to both of us, Vince and Diana, and learn from our guests the best of the best young money makers out there as they show, show us, us the, the money. money! Ayun, you work as a client relationship consultant, Chris. So have you noticed any similarities or differences between the work culture there and the Philippines? Sobrang laki, Kring. Yung superiority dito, very minimal. You know how in the Philippines we call our bosses ma'am, sir? Mm-hmm. Dito hindi. You call them by by their names. They level with you and you don't really feel that they're your boss. Kasi it's like you're working in a company na everyone is equal. Yeah, yeah. So yun, yun yung pinakagusto ko when it comes to the work culture here. And yun nga, very adamant sila that you have a work-life balance. Yeah. We, we even have um, a recharge day leave dito. Talaga? Ano yun? It's a day that it's paid by the company. It's like a leave that you take and you just do whatever it is that you want. Wow, so that's... Apparently, it helps with your well-being. <laughs> and that's separate from your vacation leave. Yes, it is. <gasps> and how many days is that leave? It varies. Sa company na pinagtatrabahuhan ko, we've got two days a year. Wow, ang sarap naman. My gosh. Okay. All right, so there's no hierarchy or there's oh, walang pamamam, sir. Correct. Of course, hindi mo naman mayaalis sa mga companies yung politics, di ba? Um, I think kahit saan ka magpunta, meron palagi niyan. But dito, minimal lang and hindi ka masyadong pressured sa work because hindi mo nararamdaman na meron kang mga boss na kailangan mong i-please. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, that I think that's really 
good for morale as well of all employees and also in a way your uh, mental health you feel like everyone is equal and there is no one na mas higher takakataas o higher than you or mas maganda yung posisyon kaysa sa'yo yeah and it's really those small things pero when an outsider sees Australia no, we all see the good things about Australia we know that it's a fabulous place to live and work in but on the inside, can you tell me, Chris, ano ba yung mga talagang uh, issues that Australia faces? I guess yung na-observe ko lang talaga dito, Kring, is yung justice system nila. Mm-hmm. The police here can't freely act when it comes to burglary reports, kidnappers, thieves. Not unless they're really caught in the act. Hin- walang magagawa yung mga police dito. They cannot uh-huh. do anything. Yes. They don't get punished that bad when it comes to those kind of crimes dito. Mas matindi pa yung punishment or yung penalty when it comes to a traffic violation or if you have violated any road rules or regulations, doon sila sobrang strict dito. Mm, okay. Pero pagdating sa mga like reports for burglary, yung mga magnanakaw or yung mga carnappers. Dito sa area namin sometimes, yung community na lang yung nag yung community watch na lang ganun. Kasi they feel like they cannot rely on the police when it comes to those type of cases. Really? Yes. So I think that's something na hindi na hindi ko nagustuhan dito. Kasi they can easily get away. Mm. So parang, of course, you're innocent until proven guilty. But if there is no witness and there is no evidence kahit na ikaw talaga gumawa, there is little that can be done. Yes, correct. Especially kapag medyo bata pa sila, kahit caught in the act na sila, the police won't do anything. Ah, Kasi, yeah. And dito... I respect the fact na yung mga Aboriginal people dito sila yung mga unang tao dito sa Australia. But I think for me, it should be case-to-case basis kasi some of them are abusing the the treatment na because eh, they are being favored here. And that's okay mm. kasi they are the, ano, kumbaga parang native talaga sila. They are the first people here. However, sa sobrang dami ng benefits na nakukuha nila, parang naaabuso na yung system. So, mm. parang, even if they commit a crime, they're being freed, hindi sila napapunish, and some of them are just relying on the the payments from the government, they don't work anymore, yung mga ganon. Mm-mm. So, parang, it, it would be a good thing to actually focus on those type of things as well, especially sa justice system. Okay. Okay. So, there's that. And, uh, yun na nga yung case. And do you experience any discrimination at all? Never. I have never experienced discrimination. Pero I know, I'm aware naman na that's still happening. Um, mm-hmm. I know some of the Filipinos who have been discriminated here. I think hindi na talaga yun mawawala kasi you cannot please everyone. Meron talagang ibang tao na yun na yung paniniwala nila. Although it's not a good thing. But I think it's something that you, that is beyond your control. Pero luckily, I've never experienced that. Okay. And I suppose you see yourself living there in the long term. Yes. Yes? yes. So the grass is greener in Australia? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, 
it's obvious naman. Green na green. <laughs> Oo, green na green talaga. Teka, ang Perth ba hindi malapit sa desyerto? Hindi naman siguro, no? <laughs> Western Australia, marami siya. Pero yung Perth mismo, hindi. Kasi ano siya eh, um, city. Pero maraming mga beach dito. Ayun. Uh, maraming beach. Um, can you give us some uh, information? Because we know Sydney, we know Melbourne but we don't really know much about Perth. So could you give us some, some information about Perth aside from it being the most isolated city in the world? <laughs> um, I guess yung masasabi ko lang dito sa Perth, this is where most industrial um, occupations are. So dito, mm-hmm. almost yung mga mining sites when it comes to um, iron ore. Mga, and, and if you are the outdoor type of person, I think you should be living in Western Australia kasi nandito yung lahat ng mga outdoor types of activities and places. Mm-hmm. And uh, the temperatures there, are they mild? Extreme hot and extreme cold. Ah. And sometimes you can even... Some of the people here who moved from different states or different places, sometimes they say that Perth has a confusing weather. Because in the morning, you'll experience that it's raining. And then all of a sudden, the sun is gonna come out. And then it's gonna get cold. And then it's gonna get hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's like four seasons sometimes in one in a day. day. Thank you so much, Chris. Ha? So let's talk about, you know, let's plug your podcast. Can you tell us about Chrisopedia? Uh, yeah, yung Chrisopedia podcast, it's been recently launched. It's more on life experiences, life stories, informative discussion. I just want to invite everyone to maybe try and listen. Maybe it will spark an interest in you to actually follow and listen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so for anybody who wants to follow Chris, the links are on the show notes. Do listen to her podcast, Chrisopedia. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like this podcast, do subscribe to us. You can also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Sana may laman na siya by the time that uh, we post this. Or you can email us. You can also donate to us if you love us a lot. So that is it. See you in the next two weeks. I'm Kring Laxon with Chris Rodriguez. And this is The Greener Side. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 